Welcome back, listeners. Coming up next, we got a special treat you're sure to want to savor. Filled with a lot of local and Dayton flavor. Be sure to share the audio ecstasy with your neighbor. The sweet, sweet stylings of a brand new Four Comedians with Spark Tabor. Hello, everyone. Uh, Welcome to Four Comedians with Spark Tabor. I am Spark Tabor, and tonight with us we have... Quinn Marcotte. Sydney Back. Adrian Cosby. Thanks for coming out, you guys. Uh, first, res- introduce yourselves here. How did you get started in stand-up comedy? Uh, for me, I've just kind of always been the funny guy in class and stuff. And then uh, once I got old enough to start going to the clubs, and then uh, my friends told me to try it. So I tried it, and here I am. Um, I kind of a similar story. I did a lot of comedy plays in high school, and then this lovely piece of man candy over here got me into it, and I haven't stopped. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I was... Very similar to these guys. Um, it, always a fan of comedy. And um, then when you meet somebody that can get you into comedy, uh, there's two types of people. The people that are like, you got to get me in. And the people that are like, oh, that's cool. You know, I, don't, I, I wish I could do it, but I can't. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the, the people that I met were very much like, no, you, you need to do that. So that's kind of uh, how I met Sydney and how I've always tried to be as far as getting myself into comedy and how I get other people into comedy. Like, mm-hmm. if I think that they're interested, I definitely want to show them the door. Okay, cool. Plus, just an inherent need to make my father proud. Mm. Mm. Yes, mine too, <laughs> yes. Mm. Less here, as far as that goes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> much more my mom. Um, who's someone in the uh, local... I mean, you guys are from Dayton more mm-hmm. so, yeah. and we're more from Cincinnati, but I guess, so I guess normally it's who's in Cincinnati, but we'll just say who, uh, within an hour... <laughs> Radius here is a comedian locally that you guys are excited to see every time they get on stage. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean that this is the funniest person you've ever seen, but every time you hear the name announced, you sit down until I went around you to shut up. I can go first. I think uh, for me, it's probably Jeff Tate. Um, I think it's funny because I, I think um, like if you put me and Jeff Tate side by side in like a, a in a lineup people wouldn't think that we had much in common, but I think ideologically we're exactly aligned, but in our acts, there's no compa- there's no similarities. Um, you know, I wish I could do the kind of stuff that he does. I'm just not there yet. Um, but that level of, uh, you know, you kind of get the sense that he's doing it for him, but it's also entertaining. Uh, I think that's the art of it. So I'm always excited to see him. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine's a little bit further out. A Columbus comedian named Henry Allen. Mm. He did um, Wiley's firework competition and just blew my mind. And he, like, when he walked up there, the way he was dressed and the way he presented himself was not his humor at all, which mm. I think is what really blew my mind. He's been at Wiley's a couple other times, but I'm just really always very impressed with what he does. Um, out of Cincinnati, I'd probably say uh, the most influential comic on me would be Gabe Kia. He uh, just every time he gets up on stage, I, I lose it with everything he says. Just the way that he can take a situation and and make a joke out of it really kind of uh, inspires me to try to do the same thing and find the funny in things that mes- might necessarily be funny. Mm-hmm. So he's a good dude too. So yeah, he's, hel- he's helped me out a lot. Gabe's a solid yeah. dude. That would be it's a that's a tough call. Yeah, I've worked with Jeff more than I've worked with Gabe, but um, I asked Gabe uh, when I first started, maybe done like two shows, and I was like. Do you think I should adopt a stage name? Because I'm kind of self-conscious about having the last name Cosby. 
And he was like, hell no. He was like, uh, I, I know a hilarious comic out of St. Louis named Steve McNair or something like, you know, like Donovan McNabb or something like right. somebody that had another famous name. He was like, it's mm -hmm. like, he was like that. It's not hurting you. You know, that's not hurting you. The only thing that can hurt you is to do bad jokes. Mm -hmm. I'd also uh, like to point out that Sydney didn't follow the rules because Columbus is more than an hour out. So so. You. <laughs> oh. I'm so Just sorry. off the bat. I know Henry Allen, he's a, he's, a, he's a cool guy, but screw him as far as this goes. <laughs> we should make her name somebody else. Name somebody oh, else. Yeah, you, have to name, Come on. you have to name someone uh, within one mile now. Since one mile. Within <laughs> one mile of one, one foot break the rules. of where you're sitting right now. <laughs> Adrian Oh, who's that guy? Oh, my gosh. Oh, jeez, that's too much. All right, stop. I'm blushing. I'll take second place. That's oh. fine. <laughs> You will take it. <laughs> I'll take whatever you I can take get. That's yeah. Good you'll man. Take this. All right. Uh, cool, cool, cool. So everyone does comedy here, and the ad an audience is important. It helps the show exist. Uh, but sometimes they get a little bit crazy. When wh What's an opportunity that you guys, or what's the situation, I should say, uh, that was weird between you and an audience member either before, during, or after a show? I was at, uh, did it used to do an open mic up in... Uh, Montgomery area at a place called the Draft Bar and it was just a like it was a typical bar place um, so the crowd sometimes got a little crazy and there was this one lady uh, here that night and everything I said after everything she would just go you're not funny hmm, after good. everything and I don't know I eventually just ended it with you're not attractive uh, back to her <laughs> and she got up and walked away but then I found out that she got up and walked away to go call her boyfriend to come and beat me up for calling her not attractive mm. um, so and that was actually I think the last time I, I did comedy there I was like eh, we're gonna stay away from this place for a while I don't want to get punched but that was probably the weirdest thing that's ever happened because it was like every joke my first time I went up I got heckled um, and it was just this woman who, you know, the whole show, because that's those people, they, they, the whole show they're, they're talking. Helping. Yeah, because yeah, it's their show. And so I get up there and I start talking about how I'm like young or something and how I like moved out. And she's like, you're going to move back in within a year. And I was just like, honey, I know. <laughs> I know I already have plans. And I just, I, I didn't even know. I have not dealt with hecklers <laughs> since that terrible woman. So that's all I really have. I think um, for me, the most awkward situation I, I've ever had with an audience. I wasn't really doing poorly, but uh, with the audience. But it was a, a all black audience, and um, and I was in Toledo, which in a club that's historically majority white area. I mean, like Perrysburg, where that club is, is mm. all white. And um, but it was Paul Mooney, and uh, and when he got to the club, they're like. Uh, uh, he got there about five minutes before the show was supposed to start, and he was like, I need to find a Western Union. And the closest Western Union was like 20 minutes away. And, uh, and so I'm walking to the showroom with the manager, and Rick's like, he's like, uh, just do like, know, like 30, 35 minutes or something like that. And before that, the story was like, you know, do like 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I maybe had a good 10 and an okay five, and then maybe I could do about five minutes of crowd work on the backup. So I really was like one of those situations where I was like trying not to defecate into my own pants. But when I got up in there, uh, I did pretty well. And I was mostly stalling. I really held off doing any jokes for as long as I could. But then eventually, um, a lady was like, next. Oh. And, um, and I didn't know how to deal with that. Like I had never really been in that situation before. 
And uh, and so I was like, excuse me. And she was like, next. It's like she said it even louder. And people started laughing a little bit. And uh, and so I was like, okay, I don't want to lose the audience. I don't want to have them forget who's in charge here. So I was like, look, bitch. And they were like, ooh. Like, that really, <laughs> like, they were like, no. See, you don't get to call her that. And, um, and like, having to, like, build myself, work myself back into there. I was like, uh, I think I said what I said was, um, I said, I realize I'm not who you came to see, but he's not in the fucking building right now. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to have to, you know, put up with me until he shows up because he does things on his own time. He's famous enough to have done that. And that got kind of like, you know, this isn't about me. This isn't about you. It's about the man that you paid to see, and he's not here yet. So, mm-hmm. like, let's suck it up. And, um, and that kind of got a little bit of applause. And I was like, I know I'm not famous yet. And that got a little bit of applause. And then I went in. And at that point, I realized I hadn't done any jokes. So I just went into my, like, tight 10. He walks in the room, and, uh, and I passed the mic. And uh, it was a great show. But, like, it made me think, like, you know, that, that next, that was really hurtful. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, but it was also one of those things where it's like, you can't let them win. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it means that, you know, you're, you're getting booed. You know, screw that. You know, like you're not you're not nexting me. I'm mm. not gonna drop the mic and walk mm-hmm. off stage. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I also I wasn't I was gonna tell a different story about a beach ball, but I I was in Cleveland and uh, at, at a club and someone I was doing actually pretty reasonably well and someone said next uh, out there and it um, and it it shook me because yeah I was like hold on I'm doing well here everyone mm-hmm. else is laughing why aren't you? Um, uh, so. And the, there's no, there's nowhere. Uh, I don't know why I told that. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just finished but my set. But it is set. off-putting. It is, yeah, it is off-putting. Yeah, I just finished my set and kept. But you just, I don't know. If you're watching this, you know, honest member, just remember that like we're people too, and uh, not uh, just you know like any other job. Some except with comedy is a lot harder. But with any other job, you're not your best every day. Mm-hmm. And, like if you work at the bank and you're slow at counting money, the person doesn't say next. next and yeah. someone else counts this right. money because this idiot didn't get past second grade. Like, no one does that to you. You just count your money slow and that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't do it TV. at Subway. Oh, uh, you yeah. can. Like, I want a different artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done that, but I mean... On Can you really do that at Subway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? They, they expect it, actually. Really? They're, they're, they're like, okay. I'm about to piss off a lot of people at Subway. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody at Subway wants to work. Happy Monday. So. Yeah, it's Cookie Monday tomorrow. Is everything going okay back there, you guys? Or oh, okay. I don't know. Just a lot of, uh, just you know, breaking the wall. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. So that's the uh, audience there. I think those are the yeah. Oh, come here. We got a uh, we got our fourth comedian. Ho! Mm. Come on down. Did we get a um? Is this one of those like a uh, labor ready comedians, or is it the actual comedian you had booked? Oh. Oh, it's well. <laughs> I, I didn't know if this was like. No, this is the guy that's supposed to be here. I'm the oh, other guy. <laughs> I got the text. I got the text message yeah. five minutes before I oh, left. You're the labor ready guy. <laughs> it was I'm like, hey, Quinn, do you want to come do this? I'm like, yeah. Just, uh, just come in here. My name is Glenn Childress, uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. I've been doing comedy for about five years. And uh, who's someone in Cincinnati or yeah, in the area that you, uh, who's a local guy that you are? Always excited to see perform, or or gal. I tell you, uh, I would have to say Jeff Tate. <laughs> um, why did everybody laugh? I didn't. I, I, that's a, who I said. <laughs> oh, sorry. I got. You had to pick no, someone else. No, you're good. You're allowed to. <laughs> talk to talk on the boy Tate. Jeff Tate for me. Je- <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Tate is very original. I think his his crowd work is amazing. 
Uh, he's one of those guys that you know when he's on stage, he's not really he, he's improvising. He's not really you know doing any any sets that he's already worked on. It's always something different. It's always something exciting. It's always something that's really really smart. I just admire that about him. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, also, well, he okay. doesn't look like Jeff Tate either. That's no, what's funny true. to Very me. Different. <laughs> Valentine's Day is coming up. By the time this is on, Valentine's Day will have long passed. Uh, <laughs> but Valentine's Day is a date on the calendar, uh, and it represents a lot of things, including love and spending money. So talk to me about what's important about spending money and love. Well, I think Valentine's Day is just about spending money, not about love. Mm. Um, personally, I don't like Valentine's Day for what it represents. Um, I think it, it, it allows you to to materialize your relationship as opposed to building it on love and what everything else that you would have when you have no money. Um, it just, to, to me, it, it's, it's pointless. And then now you've got, you know, sweetest day towards the end of the year. And somehow women have managed to finagle that into a holiday for themselves as well. But mm -hmm. the origins of it is supposed to be for men. But I haven't gotten anything for sweetest day ever. Me either. So, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it to me, it sucks. Um, it just kind of stinks when you, use two holidays out of the year to show your love and then when you do break up then you have to have that awkward conversation where you have to take all the stuff that you bought for that person you know so then you're stuck because you realize that person bought you a car so you have to get <laughs> on the bus you know with tyler perry dvds and zane books and a big 12 inch black dildo that shorted out yeah. yeah so it vibrates the whole time you're on the bus mm, yeah mm, that's mm. never fun man i'm gonna start dating you those are great <laughs> valentine's day <laughs> gifts <All of> <laughs> Are you currently single, Glenn? <laughs> 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 no, I kind of feel the same way though. That it's it's like it's a hallmark thing, you know. You're you're not you're supposed to show your love for somebody every day, not just one day where you buy them like here's some flowers that are gonna die in a week. I love you. Have fun. And, and like, the funny thing about it is, most of the time, it's words that you didn't even come up with. Right. Mm, right. Uh, right. Yeah. I, I love you. So here's some chocolates and a card with some words <laughs> in it that I didn't write. Actually, I uh, I spent a whole five minutes in the Hallmark <laughs> store. Words. I'm sorry. This looks like something I'd write. Before I uh, before I started doing comedy, I, I worked at Walgreens and oh. like so Valentine's Day, people would come and buy cards. The best one I ever had though, this guy walks in and he buys this card and he like he asked me for a pen, crossed out everything that the Valentine's Day card said and just wrote, "You give me a boner." And then signed it, and I was like, you, sir, are genius. Just one Valentine's Yeah, you won Valentine's Day. <laughs> Can you please come hang out with me? Because that's awesome. Oh my God. Well, now you they, give me a boner. Now they have the, the, the cards that actually sing, uh, which are annoying. Mm. Uh, th those cards annoy the hell out of me. It's um, like you're afraid to open it. Like, no, God, right, no, right, no, right, no. right. Well, uh, the best one, I did get one that had uh, Love and Marriage with Al Bundy on the front of it. That was mm, awesome. Mm. That was a good one. Mm. As a Nostalgia. woman, so yeah, your perspective. Yeah, um, I've Allegedly. actually never been dating anybody on Valentine's Day. I'm serious. I like have broken up with someone in January or been broken up with in January every single for like my entire life. Um, What's up, girl? <laughs> 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 it's about time. Um, but I just think it's really silly because I I don't like it when people buy things for me anyway. Hey, so then when it's <laughs> girl, let me tell you something. I'm smooth operator up in here. I won't buy you nothing. <laughs> just, just like you like it. But yeah, so yeah, I don't really, I don't know, because I think women that expect like flowers die, 
And chocolate makes you fat. Exactly. So why? Exactly. I don't really. I, I think I actually did have a boyfriend once and he got me like a bag full of Hershey's chocolate bars. And I was like, why? <laughs> what does this mean to you? What do you want me to do with these things? Mm. So. Mm. Eh. Right. I, uh, I'm conflicted uh, on the on on a lover's holiday in general. Mm-hmm. You know, sweetest day and Valentine's Day to me are, um, the reason I'm conflicted is because I'm kind of like, if you're in a relationship, I don't want to be bothered with it, but when you're not in a relationship, you're like, sometimes you need a good reason to be depressed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm justifiably <laughs> depressed, and I have a good reason. Single, and everybody else I know is out on a motherfucking date getting laid tonight. <laughs> Even if you know their relationship sucks, mm-hmm. they probably still have sex on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Even like, I think yeah, some much. people get married <laughs> and don't even know they're, they're like, they're like, well, uh, I've never dated anyone else before. Like three or four dates and they propose, they're married six, seven months later. They live with a stranger, they barely have any kind of, but maybe once a year they have sex on Valentine's Day. <laughs> And if that's like some sort of like beautiful moment, something to look forward to, then I'm like, yeah, then that's that's good that there's like actually something on the calendar that says, hey, if if you're actually uh, with somebody, that's a day you should go get laid. Mm. Um, I think you need a reminder, you know, because people work hard, um, even even if they're not really working smart, they work hard and they forget about what's really important. Mm. And I think being with people is what's really important mm. uh well i love valentine's day uh but that'll be what my what my one minute is about so i won't go too far into that uh but i will say that in seventh grade brooke gave me was my girlfriend at the time and she gave me an iphone 65 cd um, a homemade valentine's day card and a half pound bag of skittles Okay. Um, Christmas. If anyone knows me they know that that is 100 percent what i liked when i was 12 years old so <laughs> Win-win. <laughs> she probably will never watch this, but if she does, know that I still have that card. Now. I was 15 in seventh grade. Well, you were stupid. <laughs> were you 15 <laughs> in seventh grade? I had a September birthday, what? so I think I was like, <laughs> I think I was like 12. <laughs> oh, there's no way. <laughs> I was single digits. 12 is not a single digit either. You're well, stupid. Too. <laughs> I think we're in the <laughs> same class. We just got a bunch of dummies on the show. Just <laughs> Big bag of, uh, That's what happens <laughs> when you... High, Harrison High School is in the middle of a cornfield. Oh, yeah. yeah. You did go to Harrison. Yeah. 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 So Harrison. I actually know a lot of people that you went to school I'm with. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Big Green. That's what I call Harrison. Yeah. Soccer movie. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what Disney. my wife went to school. Plugging mm. goats. Harrison? I think their whole family, I think they're from Harrison. That's like near... Here, right? right on the Indiana. Right yeah, on yeah, the yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, uh, she's um, uh, the Houchin family. Okay. They, uh, they're, they were big in sports in the 90s. So before you were born. Anyway, let's go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was like three and 90. So. Yeah. All right. Which is a single digit. There we go. It's also You've redeemed a prime number, point. right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. So look at that. Seven Hills. Always mm. flaunting his fucking genius, mm. this guy. A lot of Put that pinky out. <laughs> we don't use straws in private school. <laughs> um... All right. Uh, we're Lunch attendant, open my milk for me. He's <laughs> <laughs> snapping at the lunch lady. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got mittens on. I have to keep these hands warm for my flute lesson. It's just vitamin D. <laughs> <laughs> There's a hair in my pizza. <laughs> well, that's that's a fair. <laughs> that's a very fair. Make me a new school. <laughs> it's not the same thing. <laughs> yes. 
The rest of those are crazy, but the hair is an actual problem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, public school, crazy well, lunch ladies. <laughs> we had milk in a bag. I had milk yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. in a bag. And you had to squeeze it in your cereal in the morning like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Wow. I went to a public school. I went to Cincinnati Public and didn't get that. At least we got a car. No, I went to Sands and over the Rhine back before it used to be somewhere else. Yeah, we had bags. We yeah, had that those that block pizza that we. Just oh yeah. yeah, we had the block pizza. Mm. That then you'd it. poke the straw Horrible. through the bag and get milk all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a different. Maybe time. it was just me. <laughs> well, you know, different openings for different people. That's terrible. Uh, <laughs> here's what we're gonna do now. Uh, it's it's a classic game. It's just one of the fan favorites. Uh, it's gonna be called What Would They Make. So what I will do is I will give you two characters, and you're gonna tell me what the movie they would make would be called and what the plot is. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, first character, I watched Good Burger earlier today. Yeah. Name dropping. Uh, <laughs> Big green, Good Burger. We're going to do Sinbad and Tony the Tiger. Mm. Who's going first? Mm. Sinbad was happening when I was a baby, so we'll see what happens. And Tony the Tiger. They were both... Tony Tiger's still happening. Frosted Flakes mm. still sold. I'm not paying attention anymore. Well, you need to up I'm your sorry. sugar intake, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Let that Let's see. sit in the milk and then drink it later. That's what I call it. <laughs> good, good milk. Okay, so this is obviously going to be Sinbad is a uh, is a genie, and mm-hmm. um, Tony the Tiger is a predator killer. <laughs> um, the movie is called. Um, uh, the hunt for uh, fame, and uh, it's about an FBI agent uh, who eats his uh, the people that he's like investigating. Like at the end of it, uh, that's Tony the Tiger's character, um, and uh, the reason he's investigating Sinbad is he's hunting this notorious B-level movie actor slash comedian. Uh, great comedian, B-level movie actor. Um, <laughs> Fair. Uh, because he stole his catchphrase, the movie's called mm. They're Great. <laughs> Good. Good. I was thinking The Hunt for Striped October. I don't know why that came to my head. That's terrible. Yeah, it um, is. It is. Uh, I'm going to go, so we're having too much, <laughs> I'm going to go with First Kitty. Uh, it's the sequel to First Kid. <laughs> Sinbad's best <laughs> movie. Man, I forgot about that um, movie. Of course, that you one did. was loaded. <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's about Tony the Tiger's father becoming president. Um, mm-hmm. His name is Barack Obama, uh, and it's the first half tiger, half black president. And um, Sinbad just protects him from other breakfast animals that are trying to kill him. Uh, you know, the ti- the rabbit from Tricks. <laughs> is is on the grassy knoll, not with a gun, with a carrot eating, because that's what rabbits do. It's a little <laughs> bit of a twist. It's called comedy. Uh, probably Captain Crunch is there with a with a boat that floats on land. Johnny Depp is on it. There's just a lot of mixed channel marketing there. Uh, I forgot what the part of this movie is, but there's just a lot of people. Actually, it's just like Valentine's Day and New Year's where they don't really have a plot, but they mm. just say, Ensemble look at all these cast. people that are in this movie. Right. Go see it. And then so people do. So first kitty, uh, there it is. I, I would go with uh, gluten all the way. Mm. Mm. Oh my gosh! Oh, <laughs> nice. Oh, oh wow. my gosh! That's the his plot, best movie. The plot. 
I would have said gluten for punishment, but I like that's good too. The, that's the, the plot is is that Sinbad, who plays a, a mail carrier, is trying to get the last box of gluten free oh, frosted flakes yeah, for his child, and then why are you wasting your time <laughs> in Cincinnati, man? <laughs> I'll see you in Hollywood. You haven't invited me to Dayton, Adrian. Oh, well. Comedy Central of Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say the Detroit of Ohio. It's okay. All in the same. So, yes, at the end, the kid gets to, he receives the box directly from Tony the Tiger on top of a float. That's brilliant. God, that's so good. That's hard to beat. I've been working on that script for years, man. Okay. Yeah. That was see, a loaded question. That you was, that's, that a, that's a screenplay. <laughs> yeah, you you know came out one. with a screenplay. Well, it's funny you should ask. <laughs> 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 oh, yes, yeah, page seven. Um, <laughs> they meet for the first time in a dark alley. <laughs> you, uh, do you, okay. Right, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, I don't know if no, I can we'll top do that. One. No, that's fine. We'll do it. No, that's all it is. Or Netflix. Straight to Netflix, I should say. It's All right, uh, well, Kevin Hart's big right now. He's, he's doing a lot of things, so we'll do Kevin Hart. Everyone know who that is? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. we'll do Kevin Hart. Uh, and we'll do kind of someone with the opposite career trajectory. Uh, so maybe we'll do, uh, well, no, I like him too much. Actually, we'll, uh, we'll do someone kind of the same. Jim Carrey, Kevin Hart and Jim Carrey. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't know what I'm going to say before I say it also, so... It, I'm not cheating. I think you could Audience. just uh, you could just remake The Grinch, <laughs> and then have Jim Carrey play The Grinch and Kevin Hart just play all the little Who's, mm-hmm. because he's only about three feet tall anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's perfect. And I just want to see Kevin Hart singing Yahoo Dahoo, you know, in that Kevin Hart voice that he does. Mm-hmm. I'm too white to do it, but <laughs> apparently I am too. I, couldn't <laughs> do it. I could try, but I would fail miserably. This is a difficult one. Yeah, this is. I'll put some thought into this one. I see a buddy crime drama. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Hart is uh, a suicidal, depressed, um, about to retire police detective uh, who has just um, suffered the loss of his child and wife to. Uh, suicide uh, because he's such a horrible father Um, (laughs) and Jim Carrey's the happy-go-lucky new trainee uh, who uh, doesn't know his head from uh, you know or his ass from a hole in the ground or whatever they say you know like uh, the rookie kind of a thing Um, I don't have a name for this movie Uh, I was thinking um, don't watch this movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, That's fair. D- uh, straight to DVD. Yeah. Is the name of the movie. Uh, maybe straight to VHS. How about that? <laughs> Even better. Um, you could just call it Ace Ventura 3. <laughs> <laughs> they made an Ace Ventura 3 with, Jim, yeah, with Jim Carrey's kid. Oh. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh. Well, not his his literally kid, but as a kid. But yeah. as yeah. It was, it was, it was like Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Or oh, wow. Yeah. Um, All right, so Ace Ventura 4. There it is. I think it would be called uh, Think Like the Clan, um, and Jim Carrey would be the the grand the grand wizard master. I think is what they call themselves. Uh, and Kevin Hart would have to go undercover as a, as a white man. The Wayne's brothers, of course, would be directing. Mm. Um, mm. And it's just his his job to infiltrate uh, and take it out all the way. But it doesn't it doesn't work. I'm gonna go a completely different direction with this. Okay. 
and I, I would put Kevin Hart and Jim Carrey in a uh, a dramedy. Um, one of my favorite words. Um, and it would be called "Let Me Explain My Eternal Sunshine: A Spotless Mind." Mm. 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 Um, just a lot of cinematography that makes no sense. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, you Fish know, eye lenses. Right. Ba- you're right. Foggy lenses. You know. Yeah. Film it all in black and white. Right. Um, you know, random people just standing and staring. Mm-hmm. Um, Subtext. Bathing Subtext. in a. I think at one point he bathed in a in a little tub or something. in That movie. Mm-hmm. Have Kevin Hart and Jim Carrey bathe in one of those double sinks in the kitchen. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do it in subtitles, but only Morris code. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's good. So you'd have to be an expert. <laughs> Only a few people are going to get this. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. So yeah, I think I go with the artsy fartsy. I feel like that's mm. a movie that just at the end it just says Finn. Yeah. Finn. Finn. Yes, it right. does. Finn. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Long dot 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 long dot dot long. Directed dot. by. Yeah, that's it. Directed by Tyler Perry, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Atlanta. Which means Made Kevin Hart was dressed as a woman. Yes. So yeah. So it, we all win in that yes, scenario. Everyone wins in that one. <laughs> I would do a Mr. Popper's Penguins. Did you know that he did <laughs> that yeah, movie? Sure Except for it. Kevin Hart would be that friend that's like, "This is crazy!" And then eventually <laughs> he's there long enough that he falls in love with the penguins, and he has, you know, his heart is warmed from taking care of these. I penguins. love these penguins, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> he would like just do jokes to the penguins, like, "Listen here, penguins." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you got the hand motions. Listen there, penguins. I'm not afraid to tell you. I don't like penguins. <laughs> why? <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. The black, the white, and I can't explain to my two children what that means. <laughs> Zebra, deer, bruh. <laughs> so that's my Kevin Hart. Uh, <laughs> well done. Spot on. Actually, I'm Kevin Hart. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll do, uh, we'll do one more here. Uh, let's see here. We'll do... What's in, what's in the news? Peyton Manning. People know who that is. I, I would do Russell. I don't think people, not enough people know who Russell Wilson is. So we'll just do Peyton Manning. Um, and we'll do, uh, let's see here, let's see here. Peyton Manning and uh, Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs> yeah, they can probably. I would obviously, this is the. Uh, I'm kind of going to the obvious here. Tommy Hilfiger and Peyton Manning in the sports epic drama slash fashion movie uh, called I Wouldn't Be Any Damn Where If It Wasn't For You Black People. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. True for both of them. I yeah, love that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, deep. Who do Devil Wears Jerseys? <laughs> <laughs> but Peyton Manning, like he can't fit in any of the clothes because he's too big, <laughs> so they pick on him all the time. <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, I think um, I think I would do kind of like a, a Wolf of Wall Street or a Wall Street kind of a movie where they're uh, investment bankers, and um, uh, maybe a Trading Places. Maybe a trading place. That would be good. Kind of I'd pay eight fifty or however much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plus where where um, what they do is um, they uh, they have they have a, a standing bet between Peyton Manning and Tommy Hilfiger 
uh, Peyton Manning's like, I bet you I can take any black athlete off the street and throw him a football and make him a million dollars. And Tommy Hilfiger's like, I bet you I can put any black guy off the street in my clothes and have him sleep with 100 white women. And then whoever wins first. You know, I, I, don't know, I haven't worked out the plot details. Okay. We'll call it um, trading races. Good. I like it. I'd like to see see Um, a documentary about Tommy Hilfiger just trying to design something to make Peyton Manning's forehead smaller. (laughs) Oh, wow. There's no hat in existence. Yeah, (laughs) something that helps him just lose that five head. Flubber or something, yeah. Because you can't really call it a forehead. It's way too big. It's Mm. a five head at that point. Definitely a widescreen head. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) HD head. It's just a documentary about it. And then you just call it Five Head Blues. (laughs) Good. Nice. That's good. All right, uh, now we're going to talk about, we have the uh, Grammys and we have the Oscars coming up. What, what do you guys want to talk about, Grammys or Oscars? I didn't watch either of them. Well, yeah, well the Grammys are on right well, now. Neither of them right really now. Yeah, right We haven't now. seen them. We're not, I'm not talking about these. I'm just, the general existence of Grammys and Oscars, okay. which do you want to oh, do? Oh, you mean like um, back padding awards? You know, like, you know, like oh, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Grandstanding kind Good of Good job thing. for being rich. Right. You Here know, you I go. think it's uh, every... Every industry should have the equivalent. Mm-hmm. Restaurants, there should be like, you know, the best nacho supreme maker in the country is, you know, he, he, you know obviously he's not there because he can't afford to fly to the place to right. have the awards. But I think that recognition amongst your peers is what has people uh, strive to do better. Mm. Mm. You I know, if, if you're never recognized by your peers, as being like a peer, your incentive to do anything uh, better is minimized. But when people are like, man, I really like that stuff, then it's kind of like, you know, I need to do something better and more. And, you know, I want to raise that bar because then, you know, it's a, it's a fickle industry entertainment, especially a movie. You can't keep doing the same movie. Mm-hmm. I almost disagree. Um, just because, like, it's an art, and who, in my mind, is you know who is anybody to judge art? Right. What mm-hmm. I find as a great you know piece of music or a great joke or a great movie, not everybody else is going to think that. So you know they get an award, but there's some other artist out there that you know might deserve it or whatever that just somebody didn't think that they were good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so you can't. It's people's opinions are too different to put an award on something like that, I feel like, anyway. Mm-hmm. And plus, I think they're kind of messed up. Like, I was watching not that long ago in the Grammys, and, like, Green Day won Best New Artist. And this was, like, wait, when what, American wait, Idiot what? came out. And, they've, like, they've got five albums right. before yeah. that. You know, so, I don't know. It's yeah. I just don't think you can give awards to art. Yeah, I, 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 on that level, I do agree with you. Mm-hmm. But I think that the way you cure that is by having enough awards because I think the alternative is no awards. And I don't think that that's necessarily mm-hmm. a better place to be. But I think that you have, um, you know, you have like Sundance and then you have like these film festivals that nobody's ever heard of. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and like that's a place because it's just like uh, none of us could get on America's Got, or not America's Got, uh, Last Comic Standing. And they're, they're re- bringing it back and it's not open casting right, call yeah, or anything. It's just, it's yeah. all by invite or whatever, which is probably better for That's comedy. what they should have did mm-hmm. in the first place. It's probably <laughs> better for Instead comedy. Instead of misleading it, the public. For sure, <laughs> for sure. But without that, what does that leave for us? That leaves the local contests or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and, and do those mean anything? No. Absolutely not. But at the same time, 
when you do well in something like that, it is a recognition and it is something that has you say, okay, at least I'm not, um, I put it this way. I don't necessarily think that anybody ever has to win a contest to feel the desire to do well in a contest. And I think that desire to, that feel, I want to do well here. There's not a lot of things in comedy that would have you feel that way. If you're booked, you're booked, you're, you're going to do it. It can go any way it goes. And you know mm -hmm. that once you've done enough shows, you're like, this can go any which way. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm prepared for that. But in a contest, you like really want it to go well. Mm -hmm. And that kind of pulling that desire of wanting things to go well to you is, it's not always there. And I think that's what's cool about a contest because there's times when you should be pulling that desire to do well to you. Festivals and different invite mm -hmm. audition type situations. Uh, that's preparing you like, for the future. I like the, the contest where it's at least audience vote or even like the yeah. People's yeah. Choice yeah. Awards mm -hmm. because yeah. that is, that's not a one guy sitting there saying, oh, you're good at this yeah. and you're not funny and blah, blah, blah. It's if you can win over an audience. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a better judge, at least for us, and of, of comedy because not everyone's going to find you funny, but if you can win overall an audience, mm -hmm. then that says you're being a good comedian right. or you're being right. a good band or you're being – that's a good movie. Yeah, right. yeah, that's yeah, if yeah, the yeah. people want to see you because yeah, that's what yeah, we're yeah, all yeah. working for. That, that's kind of what I was going to touch base on. I kind of agree with both of you guys. I think, you know, when it comes to the Academy Awards, to me, I mean, okay, yeah, you win an award, ah, blah, blah, you put that on my resume, you know, I'm a great actor, great actress, whatever. But how are they determined? They're determined by the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah. It's not people. Like, the People's Choice Awards, those are people that, that are not actors, that are not professionals, that are not in the industry that say, this person did the best. You know, a lot of these, a lot of these movies end up winning Academy Awards. We don't even see them until mm -hmm. after they win the yeah. Academy Awards. Like, right. They're all the neon. I've never even heard of this mm -hmm. godforsaken movie. Mm -hmm. You know, um, what pisses me off about the Academy Awards, I can't really relate the reason why I can't relate is because of who wins the awards. As far as you know, I I I appreciate a good movie. I appreciate a good album. I appreciate art, in you know, in all in all forms. But it seems to me when someone in movie industry, anyway, especially if it's like a black movie, you have to. It's it's like and the best role for supporting actor in a. a Submissive Negro movie is. It's like every time. <laughs> is that a category? It should it be. It should be. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> every time. Take half the night. Every time a movie that that's you know Twelve Years a Slave, The Butler. You know it. it you guys got Django. Uh, you can't even put Django in the same. But somebody actually you. Right, yes. I know. I, I'm, I'm saying. I know you're being facetious, yeah, but yeah. somebody actually put use that as an argument oh, with me. Like, yeah. well, what about Django? I'm like, that. Wasn't that's just real. like saying racism doesn't exist. Right. 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 President. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, exactly. plus Django wasn't a black. I mean, whether you agree or not, uh, Quentin Tarantino, who is a white man, wrote that movie yeah. and mm -hmm. it won for best screenplay. Right. Uh, that's yeah. what. It, and then I think Kerry Washington or no, Christoph Waltz won. Christoph, yeah, right, Christoph right, Waltz right, was right, also white. What an award for that. So Django. <laughs> right. but not, I'm not saying who's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's a terrible example because uh, a white man that wrote a movie with, with the N-word a lot of times won an award <laughs> for best screenplay. They were like, we like how you use the N-word a lot. Well, I, had, I had a uh, white person. I, I just you need to go see Django. I just said I'm not saying I'm a gratuitous use of the N-word. I, no, I, I love Django. I bought it on yeah. Blu-ray day one. I'm just saying... 
I know somewhere, like I just said it, because I know somewhere along the line, somebody from probably the town I live in is going to use that argument seriously about it. And it's like, come on. I think the real travesty is that we need to get Leonardo DiCaprio an Oscar. Holy crap. He deserves it. It is time. He got, somebody hates him in that industry. Somebody really doesn't like If the people voted for him, he'd have a hundred of them. Basketball Diaries? They should go back and right. give him one for that. Wait a minute, but what's eating Gilbert great? Because I thought Leo You're DiCaprio right. yeah, really was right. handicapped in for Django. a long time. <laughs> and then I'm like, damn, that retarded kid must have hit his head in the other direction because now he can act. Mm. And he fond in a motherfucker. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, you yeah well, as a movie, like, like you guys get sports. You know, you guys watch a team all season and you, I'm just assuming you all like sports. And you get to watch a team, and then when the Super Bowl comes around, it's this big thing because you know you either rooted for it and you didn't. For me, as someone who like I am an act, actually an actress, so I watch movies and I watch television shows and things like that, and those are like my people, you know. So for me, it's my Super Bowl. It's my, you know, it's something that I can't do myself, or I may never get there, but I get to watch other people do it. Mm-hmm. So I guess I mean, whether or not it's a patting then. on the back. Yeah, contest or not, it still is something like for me personally. Like I always like dress up every year. Yeah, like, like my, yeah, my bro- my brother in law, he he's an actor. Actually, he's from Dayton, and he, that's that's him. He loves mm-hmm. you know any 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 award show that comes on. He's like you know calling me like, hey man, you gonna watch? No, probably not. Yeah, you know, probably. I yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, each movie is like two hours, which is like a game, right? Yeah. So if you see every movie. Right. Like it's the same amount right. of time you put into being a sports it's, fan. It's a similar format, too, because yeah. they announce who's been nominated, like a draft, like the draft yeah. is. They like they have the envelope, mm-hmm. and people are like, oh, right. they're like, hold your applause to the end or whatever. Right. And then, and and they, then they don't. Actually have <laughs> the, yeah. There's like behind the door dealings and yeah. stuff I, like I that. Just, the, the, what people have, are, are failing to, to acknowledge is the fact that 3 6 Mafia has won an Academy Award and not Leonardo DiCaprio. How is that possible? Really? That was a sweet song. It's hard out there for a pimp. <laughs> that wasn't even the best song on the soundtrack. But here's man. the thing: it fit the video. It fit. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Three six. Come on. I mean, but it is hard out there for a pimp. Don't fit get me wrong. the song. That was hustling oh, flow. Terrible. That was a nice, little, <laughs> that is, was a nice little thing. It is hard out there for a pimp. <laughs> I mean, they <laughs> they fit the movie. It really relates. To well, <laughs> we're gonna uh, wrap that up. But uh, as far as I want to touch on local contests, it does suck that that's kind of the. Until a comedian gets on TV, which has not a lot to do with talent. Uh, yeah. But, um, I mean, I guess I can't say that. I'm never anyway, the point is, uh, local c- contests or festivals is all we have. Like, uh-huh. And that's, uh, I don't think they mean nothing. I mean, that's, you have to, you don't have to, but it's much easier to say, I won blah, blah, blah to a booker than to say, watch my tape. Because uh-huh. you can say, I won the Boston Comedy Festival and you don't have to show anybody a video in a lot of places. Right. They're You're going right. to book yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. That's you get booked, right. and then a headliner g- grabs you, and then he takes he or she takes you somewhere, and then someone else. Like that's how it works. That's mm-hmm. how. It's like a ninety percent of the comedians mm-hmm. that it you see on TV got It means everything, but there. it also means nothing. Right. Because yeah, you it doesn't can win mean the box yeah. festival and still be a real jerk. Yeah, you could be a huge right. douchebag. Yeah, yeah. It just meant that that night or that weekend or that whatever you did what it took, and you deserve recognition regardless for putting in the effort. Like, even if you brought 100 people, you knew 100 people and have developed those type of relationships that got the 100 people there because we all know 100 people. Mm-hmm. So other comedians just didn't have what it takes to, to get those people out. Yeah. Yeah. So but anyway, that, that's, that, that's a whole other thing. And uh, I don't want to get into all that because that's, that's a whole other bag of worms, can of worms, that's, that's the word. But what we're going to do now is we're going to wrap this up. That's another uh, bag of milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
We're gonna <laughs> wrap this up. Uh, so what we're gonna do is everyone's gonna get a minute to speak, and uh, don't use this minute to like plug your stuff. At the end of this, we'll give you a minute to say, "This is my Facebook. This is my Twitter. This is you can catch me." This is just a minute on anything you want to say. Um, I'm gonna cut you off at a minute, so uh, be cognizant of that. But you just get a minute, and mine's gonna be about Valentine's Day. I've just decided. I don't know what I'm going to say, but we'll figure it out. So we want to go first, or I can go first. You guys can see you how it looks. You go first. Okay. Yeah, go Set ahead. the precedent. Go ahead. Okay, is that, is that camera on? Okay, uh, this is a minute with Spark Tabor. Hello, everyone. Let's see you again. I love Valentine's Day. It is my favorite holiday. Here's why. Uh, Valentine's Day is a day where I can walk up to a stranger and give them a piece of candy, 10 cents, and it will make their day. Every other day of the year, they probably won't take it. They'll be like, who are you? This is weird. Um, except for maybe Halloween. But still, weird. I'm an adult. Uh, I also love Valentine's Day because I don't need someone that I love. Like, I give Valentine's to everyone that means something to me if I think of them. Uh, I don't treat it as, oh, this is the one day a year that I can show you I love you. I have to say, this is another day of the year where I get to show you. Instead of telling you, here's a gift, here's something I thought of, here's something I made, uh, which is beautiful. Also, people say it's a made-up holiday. Well, all holidays are made up. Uh, so is time, so is the calendar, so are days. Uh, but we all believe in them, <laughs> so shut up. That's a terrible argument. <laughs> but if you, if you think that way, then I'm never late. I'm there when I say it is. Uh, so there's that. Uh, also, holidays that don't require us to buy anything don't get celebrated. That's how capitalism works. Uh, so welcome to America. And that is One Minute with Spark Tabor. Okay. All right. I'll I'll freestyle. Um, uh, ready? Ready? No. Give me a, the. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Everybody, this is one minute with Adrian Cosby. Uh, where am I looking? Right here. Okay. Um, one thing that I think is very important to uh, remember is that not everybody has your experiences in life. I think all too often we look at other people through the lens of what it's like to be ourselves, and then we make judgments on other people. And, uh, and what I would like to say is that uh, let's just take credit for what we can do and not diminish what other people do um, because that guy who's got a sign on the corner of the street that's asking for money, it, it doesn't really matter what's, uh, what's written on that piece of cardboard. Um, the dude is the sign. Mm. And that uh, was 40 seconds with Adrian Cosby. Yeah. I, I can go. All right, and this is one minute with Quinn Marcotte. Um, I just kind of, you know, I'm sitting here with these guys, and I haven't met these two. I've known Glenn, I've known Spark for a long time, and I've kind of noticed that like there are so many shows and things going on in our city, and I'm sure Dayton stuff's the same mm -hmm. way. And there's, you know, there's so much stuff that all these comedians can do to come out and support each other. Uh, it's a big family, you know. I've just met these guys. There's two new members of my family here tonight, and if I see them, they have a show go out and watch them. You know, every night, at least in Cincinnati, there's some kind of comedy. Uh, I just really want to encourage everybody, even if you're not if you're not on the show, the biggest thing you can do is to step up and say, hey, I'm not going to get any stage time, but hey, my friend is on this, or somebody I don't even know is on this. Let's go out and just support them because, you know, we're all going to get there together. We're all in this together. Help each other out. Um, I mean, no one's better than everybody else, you know? Mm -hmm. We should all be on the same field, and if, if you think that you're better, well then go grab the little guy and tell him, hey, I'm going to help you out and get you up to this level. So just kind of a comedy unity is what I'd love to see come out of I mean, everything, especially And that city. is One Minute with Quinn Marcotte. Um, I can go next. All right. One Minute with Sydney back. Um, I 
I have a new thing where I talk about listening a lot, and this is a very strange topic because a lot of people, when like right here, when we were all talking, I know most of us, while another person was talking, was thinking about they what they were going to say, which makes sense because right now our input is important. But I think a lot of times in life, people don't listen very well, and you know, I know women all the like women nag about not listening, but really, it, listening is taking what the person is saying and accepting it to be true. You don't, I mean, that not literally be true, but you know, that what they're saying is important and that what they're trying to put out in the world it is being heard. And I just think it's something that people need to learn a lot more. And like I said, in a social situation, instead of sitting there and, you know, waiting to say something on that topic, why not just sit there and listen to him? And if it takes you two seconds after he's, he or she is done talking to gather your thoughts, then at least you heard everything he said. And I think that's a little important because uh, people just don't feel listened to a lot of the time. So, and that is 59 seconds with Sydney back. <laughs> Here, yes. All right, and oh yeah, you can look at either one. Okay. Doesn't matter. Uh, and this is one. Do you want to do G Child or Glenn Childress? I'll do G Child. One minute with G Child. I just want to touch base on camaraderie, which I've noticed at least locally. There's been a lack of when it comes to comedians. I, I think Quinn kind of said that, you know, we're, we're a family. There's a lot of family disputes if you look at it from a certain aspect here locally. I notice a lot of people get success. They get to a certain point, and then other people who are, you know, close to them get jealous of that success. And then because they get jealous of that success, they say things that they shouldn't say. They start rumors. But the jealousy overtakes them. It's an ugly monster as opposed to uplifting that person that may have gotten – to a point that you wanted to get to sooner than you did, you know, stop tearing people down. Um, I don't know, you know, how prevalent that is, you know, in Dayton. I know here there's a lot of that going on. Um, I just think that if we were to work together on this comedy thing, we could, you know, move mountains. And that was 57 seconds with Glenn Childress. Mm -hmm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, before we go, wanna, if you guys want to keep in contact uh, with any of these comedians here or touch base with them, uh, you guys can tell them whatever contact information you want. Uh, keep in mind, if you have shows, this won't be on for a while, uh, so probably want to avoid. But you can mention it, and people will be like, oh, that sounded fun. Well, I know what I'm saying. It's going to, I want to, listen, don't. I'm judging you, guys, you right now. Listen. Don't start with me. I know what I'm, I'm doing. I'm never here. working with you again, Spark Tabor. I've been doing this for three episodes. I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty much a veteran of the of the four comedian game. I yield to the expert. I yield to the expert. Yes. I've been doing this 27 hours. Anyway, just whatever. Talk about whatever you want. Just go ahead. Uh, well, I can be found on Facebook under Glenn Childress. That's C-H-I-L-D-R-E-S-S. -S. Not senior. That's my father. Um, he will accept you as a friend, but you'll be sorry. Um, <laughs> also, uh, I hold, I have a show that I do every Monday evening at midnight on 88.3 FM here locally, but you can listen online at WAIF883.org. Uh, it's from midnight to 2. It's called LOL Cincinnati. Uh, it's myself and my co-host, uh, Luis Fuentes. Um, so check that out. We've had people from all over the tri-state area on there and you'll get to you know hear them on the air and hear us talk about stuff for two hours <laughs> uh mine's just uh facebook you can find me at uh, quinn marcott if you search i'm the only one on facebook that's named that so i should be really easy to find <laughs> um yeah i'm on twitter and i'm on facebook but don't friend me 
Um, <laughs> just don't. Um, but I'm on Twitter at, at @skidneyback. That's a really mean <laughs> name from middle school that I just stuck to. Um, but I am actually, like I said earlier, I'm an actress. <laughs> and I, um, and in a pro- I'm in a production of Flea in Her Ear, which is a French sex farce at Sinclair Community College, and that'll be going up in April. So that's what I'll be doing. Community College sounds like nudity. <laughs> 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 I gotta sell tickets. Um, Adrian Cosby, you can find me at Cosby Comedy on all the social platforms, at Cosby Comedy. I changed that because uh, I worked with Mike Malone, and his is at Malone Comedy, and I was like, well, if he's cool enough, <laughs> I'm cool enough to change comedy. Um, I just thought it was important to have the same name for all the platforms, but um, mm-hmm. I also have a website at adriancosby.com um, where you can find uh, all my social platforms and dates and calendar events. Um, I do uh, weddings. Um, I also do bat mitzvahs, not bar mitzvahs, just for the girls. Mm-hmm. Kind of a sex symbol the in ladies. the Jewish community. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. Uh, I have a question. Was Skidney a uh, remark on your underwear or your knees? No, I... Um, <laughs> Both? No. <laughs> it was a really bad night. I am coming to, <laughs> I'm coming to see this play now. That's what I know. I'm really very willing actress. <laughs> <laughs> I will do whatever yes, they need. She's a method actor. Yes. Yeah. She's a method actress. <laughs> anyway, just <laughs> the image of me shitting my pants on stage. Well, whatever it takes. It's going to happen one of these days. That's what I'm not underestimating. And I will be there for Yeah, that I will day. invite everyone. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, well, <laughs> thank you guys for watching. Uh, my stuff as usual. It'll be somewhere on there digitally. I don't know why I said that. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for watching. This has been Four Comedians with Spark Tabor. Uh, you guys can all say goodbye. Bye. Bye. And have a great Good night. Menu.